What's up? Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. On this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about a few things. Beto O'Rourke dropping out the race. Kamala Harris fading to the same poll numbers as Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard, right, which is shocking. Now, and also who would I think to be the next, you know, since Beto O'Rourke is gone, who would I think is the next people to drop out the race? Now, this is interesting because I think there's a lot of things like people have to realize. Beto O'Rourke, I mean, he was kind of doomed from the start. You know, he he was a Democrat from Texas and, you know, you people have to understand what people have to kind of understand in a sense what is the premise behind the certain people in the Democratic establishment backing a guy like Beto in the beginning, right? Remember this. You have blue states, you have red states, right? Then you have states, swing states, like Ohio, Michigan. I'm not counting those swing states. For the most part, I'm not counting. I'm not touching them. For the most part, the conservative red states territories have been under siege for the most part. Like Meaning, you have more red states becoming purple. Purple is just a combination of blue and red, right? Then you have blue states becoming purple. And that's important to understand. Yes, Trump won Pennsylvania, but that's much more rare. Yes, you have elements sometimes of South Jersey that might be more conservative. But again, that really happens, though. They usually, in a, in a, like, when they talk about them being conservative, I mean, yes, Trump won Pennsylvania, but a lot of times that's going to be more for the Senate and Republican, and I mean, for the Congress, right? For the House of Congress, House of Representatives, I mean, I'm sorry, House of Representatives for the Senate. On those stages... It's possible that, you know, some elements elements in Philly or Pennsylvania and Jersey could turn, you know, they could vote for some representatives or Republican. But for a presidential election, no, usually that doesn't happen. But when you look at states like North Carolina, Virginia, yeah, because of changed demographics. Also because, yeah, so you have changed in racial demographics, but also the youth generally... Generally, this is not, I don't want to say everybody, but generally tends to be more democratic. And from my opinion, right? The youth tends to be more democratic. So when you look at it from that point of view, it changes things because, so you so you have, and then obviously when immigrant groups or minority groups start to build in population in a certain states, that could change, that could tilt it to democratic. So North Carolina and Virginia, we know, those are slowly changing. But even states like Texas and Florida, I mean, Texas is still a little bit of time from changing, but you're seeing flashes of that changing, right? Florida has been up for up for battle for like since 2004, so we know about that. And, and Florida is a little bit easier to explain because the Cuban community in Florida has tended to vote. Like Northern Florida, for the most part, is Republican territory. Southern Florida... Is always where the battleground is. And originally, Cubans, older Cubans tend to vote more Republican. Now, younger Cubans, I would say, still vote Republican, but I think it's like 55-45. And then when you have other influx of other people from Latin America, they tend to vote Democratic. And in fact, Puerto Ricans, when the hurricane came in, and the hurricane came in last year, or what is it, two years ago now? I think it's last year. Um, 
a lot of them resettled in Florida. Actually, two years ago, I'm sorry. A lot of them resettled in Florida. And when they resettled, they tend to be Democratic. So that has been something that has changed Florida. And, and, and so when you got North Carolina, you got Virginia, Florida's up for, for grabs. Uh, don't get me wrong. Virginia and North Carolina are still considered Republican states. But you're seeing that. North Carolina, Virginia, Florida's up for grabs. Texas not for grabs yet, but it probably will be probably eight to ten years. You don't see any red state becoming. A, I mean, sorry, you don't see any blue state becoming a red state. And I think that's very important because that mindset is the reason why you have the Beto walks. That mindset is the reason why you have Pete Buttigieg, where you have people in the Democratic establishment who say, "Well, we kill two birds in one stone, right? You you can get a Democrat who is in the South." And when you get a Democrat who's in the South, you could come in and then you can just be like, oh, okay, well, people are going to vote for that person, right? And that's not always the case. And in a sense, what ends up happening is, is that at this point, Beto never really had a platform to stand on other than corporate Democrats backing him. In fact, um, in a way, Beto's most famous for saying, we're going to take, take your guns. But by that point, he was such a non-factor that the right just really used him as, a, as like a proper just to just say, oh, yeah, look, a Democrat's going to take your guns. But they didn't even take him seriously at that point. Um, and it's it's interesting in a sense, because I think what ends up happening is that when he fell, we can say, well, he ain't never had a platform to stand on. But hey, how is Beto any different than Pete? And in a sense, what happens is that when you look at it from that point of view, now Pete is doing good in New Hampshire. Right, and in Iowa, and now the media, because the media wants Pete to win. Remember, Pete has has raised more money than Joe Biden. The media has never really been in love with Joe Biden. They just hate Trump, and Joe Biden was the most corporate. You got to understand this. The media is going to back whoever's the most corporate Democrat, and Joe Biden at that time was the most known corporate Democrat. Right, Pete really didn't have like a plot. I mean, Pete. No one even knew what Pete's policies were. Pete was like, you could say, Pete is famous for saying, we could, we could, why argue with policy? We can finish that. We can figure that out later. Pete was all about, I speak nine languages. You know, he's the mayor of a red state. He's a minority because he's, he's, remember the LG, LG, LGBT community? Like, that was Pete's basically what he's known for. And the interesting thing about Pete, in my opinion, is that Pete is actually, the same as Beto. But why is Pete rising? Pete's rising because Tulsi Gabbard smashed Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has never recovered. And Kamala Harris's followers are more likely to go to Pete than anybody else. Because Pete and Kamala Harris were kind of similar. In a sense that they're not progressive, right? But they're younger. And they would take progressive talking points to say that they're not as bad as... Well, they're not as radical as Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, right? That was what, that's really what they're about. They're basically saying they're not as radical as Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. That's basically what they're known for. And so when Kamala Harris fades, yeah, it's going to go to Pete. Now, here's the thing. Pete has just went on CNN in, recent, in a recent uh, not interview, but they had a little fluff piece on Pete. He was basically saying is he thinks it's going to be between him and Elizabeth Warren. Now, I find it interesting because Bernie, and I'm out of Bernie's hand. Like, I respect Bernie. I think Bernie has good intentions with what he's doing. I just, I'm not a socialist, so I'm not going to 
agree with Bernie. Like, you know, at a certain point, we just disagree on policy. But I do think Bernie's authentic. And when I see stuff like that, to me, you can tell what the establishment is doing. The establishment... See, people like Pete is like a mercenary, right? Meaning, and any politician, really. So what is he really doing? Well, the establishment went from Biden... Biden's faded, they go to Pete. In an emergency situation, they'll go to Elizabeth Warren. They'll go from Pete to Elizabeth Warren. So when Pete says it's between, he, he eventually thinks it's going to be between him and Elizabeth Warren, that's what he's programming you to say. He's programming you to think, well, if there's no Pete, we go to Elizabeth Warren. And they actually said Pete voters are more, most likely to go to Joe Biden first, Elizabeth Warren second. So Pete voters are not Bernie Sanders people. Pete voters are not Andrew Yang people. P voters are not Tulsi Gabbard people, right? So you can see that. So when you look at it from that point of view, Pete, they get told about Iowa. They even, in, in fact, in the CNN piece, they actually said that he was, they actually try to like, uh, compare him to Barack Obama's rise. Here's the problem, though. This is the Democratic primaries. And in the Democratic primaries, the African-American vote is crucial, I mean, I'm not saying it's not crucial in the main, in the, like in the main election too, especially like in places like Florida and them. But in the Democratic primaries, like South Carolina, South Carolina especially, that's everything. <laughs> that's everything. So, you know, when we especially when we talk about South Carolina, we talk about Georgia. That's crucial. So Pete is not do. Pete is never. Pete is polling three percent with the African American vote. So when they tell you that he's Barack Obama, and again in a Democratic primary, that's different. And I think sometimes. When people talk about these things, they don't understand that when you run in the primary, it's going to be largely different than if you run in a general election. And in fact, that's what the centrists do. The centrists, like I predict Elizabeth Warren would do, Hillary Clinton did this too. In the primaries, they're going to pretend to be more left. When a general election comes... They're going to school to the center. That's how it's always been since like the last 20 years, right? And the thing that's hard for people to understand with this mentality is the fact that in a way, when people look at it, um, it's kind of hard because like when you look at, so like when, when you look at, okay, Beto Rock is gone. Who else is going to fade? I guarantee Cory Booker is going to eventually fade. Or, or, or like drop out. He's already now. Nah, he's pulling at one percent. Julian Castro's gonna drop out. Like you can see who's gonna drop out again eventually. Like, I don't like to say this. Tulsi Gabbard's probably gonna drop out. I think Tulsi. I think Tulsi did not expect to get this much resistance from the progressive wing of the Democrats. Like she knew she probably knew the corporate wing won't like her, but I think she thought she was so anti-war. That she thought the progressive wing, the progressive wing has not supported Tulsi, and Tulsi has 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 kind of stumbled in a lot of domestic issues. And again, I'm not saying it's a Tulsi hater. I actually, like I'm an Andrew Yang guy. For Andrew Yang, my number one. Tulsi's my number two. So I'm just saying this is how it's perceived. With Bernie Sanders, I give him this. Bernie Sanders' team kind of knew the mainstream media would not like him. They seemed prepared for it this time. I don't know if they were prepared for it as much in 2016, and they and they and they rolled with it. I don't see that with Tulsi. I just think that it took her off guard, and and then when he started, because you know, in the end of the day, progressives, end of the day, Democrats, 
right now are the more warlike party. Whoever would have said this, Democrats are the ones who are reckless with the Russia with the Russia stuff. Barack Obama was the drone president, and he was he just he he was famously said, "I don't believe in I, I believe in wars. I just don't believe in stupid wars." Right now, the, the Republicans are the ones who, or the conservatives are the ones, and another Republican, corporate Republicans, they want war too, obviously. But the real right, they kind of want, they're kind of on some Ron Paul stuff right now. They want to just pull back and don't help anybody, right? They want to be kind of isolationist. So the Democrats, even so, even progressives, in my opinion, like when you hear a progressive talks about Venezuela, for the most part, like Bernie Sanders, like like only person who would who would who would say, "Hey man, we don't have any, we don't, have, we shouldn't have anything to do with that." That's their business, is totally up. Even Bernie Sanders' answer wasn't that great when it when at the time, because the war, this war mentality has kind of silently infiltrated the Democrats. That's why you have so much progressives who they don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're as bad as the corporate Democrats, but progressives. If you even want to, even if you want to argue that war, that they're not like out, you know, you say, well, that's the centrist Democrats. Progressives are not as much into war. Even if you were to win, even if you were to argue that, and I concede it, I tell you this: foreign policy to progressives is not as important. I tell you that. Even if you say they're not into war, foreign policy to them right now is not as important. So, Tulsi Gabbard doesn't really have an agenda outside of foreign policy. So she faded. So I expect her to eventually give up as well. And Andrew Yang and them are not going anywhere. And it's going to be interesting because I think with Pete, they're trying to get him. See, because right now, they, this is how they look at it. If they can do good in Iowa and New Hampshire, they're thinking that, well, maybe he could do good when he goes to South Carolina. I don't see that. Because even Joe Biden... This election coming up in Iowa and New Hampshire would tell everything. Joe Biden still, like, because if I'm the Biden team, right, I'll give you a good example. Even Joe Biden loses Ohio, I mean, Iowa and New Hampshire, he's probably going to crush it in South Carolina. If Joe Biden wins either Iowa or New Hampshire, then he's still, then he's still a factor. Right? Because if he, if he wins one of those two, well, he's still a factor because he's going to win South Carolina. And that's going to create momentum. In that sense. So that's where we at. And when they're pushing, when the media is pushing Pete, and they say, oh, see, Pete is rising. No, Kamala Harris is losing, and her vote is just going to Pete. That's all, that's all that is, literally. So I expect Cory Booker to fade, to drop out. I expect Julian Castro to drop out. Amy Klobuchar, I don't even know. I mean, she's... She's like, she's, I mean, she's more dead than the other two people I just mentioned. Now, I, everyone has an agenda, right? So Bernie Sanders' agenda is Medicare for all, you know, workers' rights, unions. I mean, Bernie Sanders, he's a, he's a man of the people. Elizabeth Warren is Bernie Sanders' light, meaning she's, she's into education reform. And I would say that education reform, um, probably being able to tax banks more. That's her thing. Right, banking reform and things like that, but she's also presents herself as a more lighter version of Bernie Sanders, right? A person, a version of Bernie Sanders who works with the system and is not as revolutionary, like it's not as angry, right? So that's her stick. 
Tulsi Gabbard stickers, domestic policy. She's not. She's not. No, no, I'm sorry, not domestic policy. Foreign policy. She's not into war. Yang's policy. I'm giving you all guys, all all you guys, a thousand dollars a month. So when I look at those four, and, and Biden's policy is, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He don't have a policy. His his thing is, I represent the old days of Barack Obama, who you loved, and I'm gonna take it back to the old days, right? Any one of those five, I can see them pushing that in the general election. Julian Castro, immigration reform, right? Cory Booker, prison reform. Those are the, these are the these are their main things they're doing that, that they're pushing, right? Does that sound like people who are serious about going in a general election? I'll be honest with you. Prison reform and immigration reform in this moment. Do you, including like giving giving illegals health care? Do, do, do these people sound like they are serious for the general election? I can tell you right now they're not serious. I can tell you that right now. And so I don't ever think that they were really, if, I mean, I'll just be honest. Um, I don't. I don't, I, in a sense, I don't ever think they were serious. That's why I expect them to drop out. I'm surprised they're even doing this as long as they are. Because, I mean, there was like 20 people in, in the campaign and they all dropped. I mean, a lot of people dropped. I think it's like 15 or 14 left. So I expect more of that. And Booker and Castro, guess what? They're probably just doing this to hype up. You know, because I've I've said this in political realm before. Politics is entertainment, and in a sense, because it's entertainment, people do this to hype up, to push their careers. So, you know, Castro, I mean, what, what would he be doing right now if he was running for president? I'm just saying. So you you know that name? I mean, not not really, but I don't I don't expect he, he expect, I don't think he expected to do this bad probably, but. That was the goal, right? You know their names. I mean, Booker, you might know a little bit more, but I don't think they were really ever. Did you really think Cory Booker and Julian Julian Castro really thought prison reform and immigration reform will work in a general election with the red states, especially immigration? They didn't want to hear that. Of course they were. So they weren't never serious to begin with. That that's be honest with you, like, and this tells you, and 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 then Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg are worse. Because they don't even have policy. They they function. Kamala Harris is somebody who, when if you're into identity politics, you say she's black, kind of, and Indian, and a woman, right? And then she's a corporatist, and you could present her as uh, she's gonna pretend to be progressive. Pete was trying to do that, and then Pete's like, you know what? People, Pete's going far, further and further to the right as we speak. He's going further and further right as we speak. Because Ron Paul said a long time ago, politicians don't really have, they don't really have like real agendas. They just want to get elected. That's all. Most of them, that's all it's about. And Pete and Kamala Harris are the best examples of that, in my opinion. So I expect the real, the real thing is going to be how long does Kamala Harris last? And I think, which I expect her to do really bad in South Carolina too. I expect, so Julian Castro, I mean, Julian Castro is so bad, I have to look up to see if he's still running. I mean, he's like, he's kind of faded, right? Him, Booker, done. I expect Kamala Harris to drop out. I mean, she might, I mean, she might stick around after South Carolina, but it's not going to, once you go six or seven states in, she's done. I put it right now, she's done. I think Pete is going to last a little bit longer. 
depending. Like, I just think, I want you guys to understand, Pete is not going, like, Pete, he's not going to win Iowa or New Hampshire, right? He's not. This is what this is why I literally say the Democrats establishment doesn't know what they're doing. They're pushing Pete. Pete is not going to win Iowa or New Hampshire. So what are you pushing Pete for? Do you think Pete's going to because because they, I guess they're saying well if he if he if he ends up like number three and number two, it looks good. Trust me, when South Carolina comes in, he's going to get decimated again. And the Democratic again, general election not as important, but in the Democratic primaries, you if you don't got African Americans, you ain't going anywhere. Put it like this. I'm if you if you think I'm unestimated, if you think I'm if you think I am just exaggerating that, put it like this. And I'm not saying this because I'm African American. I'm not even Democrat, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking independent. Right? Put it like this. Barack Obama, when he was going to vote against Hillary Clinton, he lost when you say whites. Now, I, I do admit, I don't have the Asian numbers, right? So I, I'm not going to count them. But whites, Hispanics, and blacks. Hillary Clinton actually had the majority of Hispanics and whites, right? I mean, it was, whites was close. Hispanics was a little bit more distant than whites, but kind of close too. Barack Obama had so much blacks overwhelmingly. He beat her just off that. Because when you start going and talking about certain states like Virginia and South Carolina, that becomes a big factor, in Southeast, in the South, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Again, in the Democratic primary. That becomes a huge factor. He won just off that. So don't tell me, when you talk about Pete, Pete's not going to, Pete's polling at 3%. I'm just saying, it's not happening. That's why it's going to be between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. That's what it really is. It's going to be between those two and Joe Biden, probably. Because Joe Biden... As bad as they're looking for him because the corporate, the corporate, you know, the corporatists seem like they fell out of love with Joe. Joe's plan probably, if he could win one of those two, I'm telling you right now, if Joe could win either Iowa or New Hampshire, he's going to win South Carolina easily. And he's going to, those three states are such, man, those are big states. Like, that sets the tone for the Democratic establishment. I mean, for the Democratic primary. So if he, if Joe Biden wins two out of three, he's he's still in the game. He's still in the game, and that's very possible because South Carolina, because Joe Biden got the black lock on lock. Just saying. So when you see the media pushing Pete, don't buy it. Pete is not going anywhere. That's just the corporate Democrats scrambling. They don't know what they want to do. And even when Pete said on CNN, Pete, when they had when CNN had a, a, a fluff piece, right, on Pete, and they were trying to call him the new Obama, Pete said in the fluff piece, he actually said it's going to be between him and Elizabeth Warren. You know why he said that? Because his corporate masters, that's how they operate. They went from Biden to him, and in an emergency situation, if it's between Elizabeth Warren and, Joe, and, and, and Bernie, they're going to go to Elizabeth Warren. So he's already programming your mind for that. And watch, they're going to start doing that. And I, I'll be honest with you. And this right now, it's a it's a three way dog race. I'm a Yang guy, but Yang's not winning. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, it's probably not gonna happen. But right now, it's a dog race between those three: Biden, Bernie, and Elizabeth Warren. And I'm not. I and and I don't know. I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting. I put it like this because I think Bernie. If I had to guess. If I have to guess, I think it's possible where you get New Hampshire, you get Bur- you get Iowa, 
Bernie or Liz Warren won one, win one each? I'm just saying. I don't know. But let me give an example, right? This is a best case scenario. They win one each. Joe Biden wins South Carolina. So the first three primaries is 1-1-1. One, one, one. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. It's possible? Yeah, it's possible. But it's also possible Joe Biden. I mean, I don't think this is going to happen. But it's also possible. Play this. If somebody wins 3-0, to zero, if which I doubt it, but if Joe Biden... Play this. I would say this. Joe Biden is the only one out of those three, though, who could win three to zero. I don't think it's going to happen. I actually think Joe Biden might actually not even win Iowa or New Hampshire. I think if you had to, if I had to put money on it, I don't think he's going to win either one of them. But if you told me who would win all three of those early primaries, it would be him because he's got South Carolina already. That's no question. Now, between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, I actually expect, I, I think it's more possible. <laughs> Everyone would win one each, one apiece. And that would be crazy because that hasn't happened in a long time. It's usually, you know, it's between two people. So that that's going to make it interesting and that's going to make it wild. And I, I kind of expect that to happen. So, Beto walk on. Pete, don't be scared. Pete is going to be finished too. He, he, Pete ain't going anywhere. Kamala Harris is done officially. She just, I mean, you know, she was, she was such a, she was so hot that can't back away now, so they have to still act like they want to fight, but she's gone. Cory Booker, he's gone. Again, not yet, but that's who's going. Julian Castro, he might as well... I, I mean, come on. <laughs> Was he even in the race? Was Julian Castro... I mean, I gotta I got to give it to Julian, though. Right? I gotta give it to him. Mr. Castro. He lit... He lit you know, um, what is that? Not Bernie Sanders. Uh, Joe Biden up a little bit. When he tried to make him seem like he was in senile, that was pretty. That was interesting. I was interesting, but he never was in the race. Like I said, you go to the general election with immigration reform and Cory Booker prison reform. Stop. You're not serious. This is just that. This was just meant to push their brand. So this is Cyrus King for another political ramble. Until next time, peace. <laughs>